Hey everyone, uh, this is Evan from the Corporate Global Fantasy Premier League podcast. Um, I am going to uh, do a very quick um, little episode, uh, a mini-sode if you will. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm just going to go through uh, some of the league table, uh, making note of some changes and uh, and then kind of discussing some players to look at. So let's get right into it. Uh, so I guess first off, the team table. Um, there has been some movement, um, but here's what it looks like as it stands uh, in the middle of the game week. So um, we've got me, Bosch Habit, up at the top. Um, then we've got in second place, Shove It, uh, Wyatt Keener. Um, in third place, we've got Tongi Take Me Home, Eli Estes. Fourth place, we've got Robert Griffith, Smeagol, Golem. Um, fifth place, we've got Taylor Hare, Eye Test Incorporated. Sixth place, we've got The Bruce Matthews, William Spicer. Seventh place, seventh place proper prospects, Tim Griffith. Uh, eighth place, Evan Hare with SLC Hares. Ninth place, Jake Hare, Mr. Fantasy Football. Uh, tenth place, Reed Zimmerman, mm -hmm. Naptown FC. And uh, last but not least... Jerry Groth with Soccer 2. Um, so some things uh, that I've noticed here. Obviously, I'm at the top. I think this is... Um, it's been a while since we've podcasted. I don't remember if I've been at the top. So luckily, I have made my climb, my ascent, um, to my rightful place. Um, and uh, there's been a lot of action along the way, and we've still got a fairly tight race. Um, I've, I've got a decent lead, but we still have several people within... Um, distance with uh, Wyatt, Eli, and Rob and in second, third, and fourth. <clears throat> and only about 13 places separate those three. Uh, so we've got a really good shot. Uh, hopefully I'll be able to lock down first, but um, if um, yeah, if I do, then we're still going to have a very, very close race for second, third, and fourth. So um, definitely something to keep your eye on the top four places. Um, it's exciting, much like the Premier League, uh, the top four races. Uh, is uh, still um, still pretty very relevant. Um, in fifth place, though, we've got iTest Incorporated, my pod partner Taylor Hare, who has made um, a pretty big climb. I, I remember um, not that long ago he was down in like eighth, ninth place, um, and has just made giant leaps um, to try to catch up to that top four. Uh, so pretty impressive stuff there. Um, unfortunately, we've got uh, Jerry Groth. Um, and Reed fighting it out, scrapping it at the bottom. Um, that's also going to be one to watch. Uh, it looks like uh, Jerry has made a couple of uh, decent game weeks the last uh, very recently, so he's trying to catch up. He's about 70 points behind Reed, so um, just another thing that I'm keeping my eye on um, as I check the league table. Um, about four times a day. Some, uh, it's what it feels like, at least. Um, especially when there's games. Well, to move on to uh, the actual things that matter at this point, which is the future, because um, we can't do anything about the past. So let's move on to some teams and players that uh, we'll want to keep an eye on. So uh, I guess the first thing I want to mention is uh, some things that I'm keeping an eye on, and then I'll get to questions. Um, so this will be brief. Um, the first the first thing I wanted to mention is um, Chelsea. Um, so 
just thinking about the last eight, nine game weeks um, of the season, uh, it's really important to kind of, uh, now we don't have to think too, too far ahead. Um, we just have to make it to the end of the season, and you have to pick teams that are going to be, um, that are going to have a good run of fixtures. Um, so when you take a look at the at the Chelsea fixture list, it's just it's just incredible. They to end the season they have Brentford, Southampton, Leeds, Arsenal, and West Ham, which aren't great. Everton, Wolves, Man United, Watford. Um, those are all very good, very good, um, very good fixtures for them to have clean sheets. Um, and it looks like they've they've kind of picked up the scoring a little bit too. It seems like they've found a little bit more. Um, a little bit more positivity there. So um, I would definitely look at, uh, just to prepare yourself for the end of the season, I would definitely look at um, bringing in some Chelsea assets if you don't already have them. Um, they have a great run of fixtures. Um, they seem to be um, performing a little bit um, a little bit better. They, they're, they're not quite as rusty. They've kind of found their groove again, um, or at least that's the way it seems. And, uh, and they're going to have things to play for. I mean... Uh, they're in the top four race. They're going to want to stay up there. So I can only imagine they're just going to continue to play a very strong team. Um, so I think uh, I think most players that you pick are probably going to get minutes. So um, other than maybe those that are more injury prone, like Christian Pulisic, who, who would probably um, have his minutes a little bit more rotated, as well as maybe the wingbacks. But um, other than that, I don't think you really have to worry too much about um, them missing games um, just because it's the end of the season, um, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, other, other things to consider. Um, obviously, Spurs have, um, with their January signings and um, their team... Uh, having a little bit more firepower up top, or at least more support for their existing firepower, I guess is probably the right way to phrase it. Um, it just makes Kane and Son um, incredible uh, in incredible opportunities to try to catch up to the crowd. What is it? It's all right. Sorry, I've got a dog in my lap. Um, it makes it uh, makes some good opportunities t for them, um, if you bring them into your team, um, to maybe catch up um, in places that uh, maybe other people have yet to, to kind of jump on board. So I would definitely consider Kane, Son. I brought in Kulisevsky already. Um, the defenders, you might have a shot at keeping a clean sheet. I don't really trust necessarily their defense. Just in general, Spurs can be kind of um, inconsistent with their, um, with their quality. But um, that doesn't always matter from an attacking standpoint. I mean, if you have someone like Kane or Son, it doesn't matter how well the team is doing. Um, they could pull something out of nothing, and you've seen it done before. And especially if they pull out a penalty, then there's a there's a uh, there's a six pointer in the bank for Kane. You know, so I think that um, I would focus on attacking assets. I would I would probably bring in. I would look at bringing in at least consider Kane or Son. Um, Kulisevsky is a good is a good shout, and then if you really wanted to go with the back, um, you could maybe bring in one of the wing backs. But um, I think that uh, Spurs are another good team um, to try to uh, end the season with. Um, they also have a decent 
run of games. They've got Brighton and West Ham um, and Newcastle coming up. Um, and then they just have some really, really good games towards the end, like uh, start uh, towards the end of April, they've got Brentford. Um, and then to end the season, they have Burnley and Norwich. So like they still have a lot of um, lower league opposition to play against. So uh, definitely something to consider. Um, as far as other teams or other players, honestly, um, just kind of scrolling through here, um, I have... I have been interested in De Bruyne for a while. Um, I don't know how I would bring him in, but if you're looking for maybe a, a, another option for a premium asset, De Bruyne might be a place to go. Um, let's see, who else do we have? Um, yes, Luis Diaz from Liverpool. Seems to be getting a lot of minutes, which I've heard is uh, pretty unusual considering he's so fresh. Um, typically, like they like to bed players in a little bit more. I mean, just look at Diogo Jota for um, the first season or two. He was really coming off the bench, getting used to it, even though he was performing well. When he came off the bench, he still wasn't getting a ton of starts. Um, Luis Diaz seems to get a lot of starts. Now, whether that's because of injuries, um, I don't know. Um, but definitely one to keep an eye on. Only $8 million. Um, could be an interesting um, Could be an interesting swap. Uh, now that I'm thinking about it, to go from Jota Louis to Luis Diaz, so um, yeah, if you are if you still have Jota, maybe um, I don't know. Though the lateral moves are always kind of tricky for me. Um, hey, it's all right, um, but I mean it's definitely worth considering. Um, Kai Havertz, if you wanted a punt, um, he seems to be picking up some form. So he's not traditionally been like. Uh, a super prolific goal scorer for Chelsea, but he seems to be hitting a streak, so maybe you could um, pick up on on some points there. Um, if you still have Aston Villa assets, um, namely, I mean, you would probably only have either Watkins, Coutinho, Dean, or I have Jacob Ramsey, but he's so cheap that it doesn't really matter about their fixtures. But if you have some Aston Villa assets, I would definitely think about dropping them. Um, just because they still have uh, Arsenal, Wolves, Spurs, Liverpool, then Leicester. So not a great run um, through the end of April. Um, they have a few good fixtures, but I would maybe, um, you could always wait um, until May to, to bring in one of their players again. So definitely someone, uh, definitely a team that I would look at getting rid of to maybe fund some transfers for um, some of these other players or teams. Um, let's see. I think that's pretty much it as far as um, as far as the, what I have um, in mind for at least those are my thoughts for preparing for the end of the season. One thing I wanted to mention though is um, especially if you're new to either the FPL or the league in general is something to keep an eye on is um, teams that are on the beach. So uh, any teams that don't really have anything to play for towards the end of the season, they're not going to play their typical starting 11 every week. Um, they're going to rest players. Um, they're going to try to bring in some younger talent and maybe um, get them some minutes. Um, you see it all the time, for especially with lower league teams that are considered safe. Um, a lot of times they will... Um, 
they will just kind of rest their players. Um, now, <clears throat> so definitely uh, consider that with uh, with the mid mid table uh, sides. Um, you will, um, uh, yeah, you'll you'll start to notice that they uh, start to drop in form, and then they'll start losing to um, lower league sides. They won't play as well, and they'll just kind of pack it in for the season. All right, enough of me blabbering. Let's move on to some questions. Um, here we go. Uh, the first question is, are there any sleeper forwards we don't know about? Um, feels like it's just Kane and I guess Ronaldo out there. Um, yeah, that's a great question. Um, the This season it's been really weird with the forwards. There really hasn't haven't really been any good forwards. I mean, especially when you consider last year you had DCL, Bamford... Um, and then your typical forward lines um, of like Kane. Um, I, I don't know. It, this season has just been really weird. Um, so let's take a look at the forwards and see what we got. Obviously, I'm a fan of Kane. I think he's good. Uh, I think he's a good pick. Ronaldo, I still wouldn't go towards. I, I just I. But this is just probably a personal vendetta against him. I don't know why. I just don't like them. Ronaldo hasn't been good this season either. So I, I, I think that you could make a very strong case for why you shouldn't bring him in. Um, any players that I would bring in? I mean, if you wanted to go a little bit rogue, um, if you have the money um, and you want to just kind of take a gamble on something um, up top, I mean, you might want to consider Lacazette. He seems to be um, kind of in and around a lot of the stuff that they're doing from an attacking standpoint. He's um, maybe not the dominant goal scorer that you want in maybe like a Kane, but he definitely seems to be chipping away at um, getting some points. So if you have the money and you want to be fun, then that's something I would consider. Um, again, Watkins, Ings from Aston Villa, I would probably not worry about. Um, other than that, you could maybe look at uh well let's actually take a look at these fixtures yeah i mean i was gonna say you could maybe bring in ivan tony but uh i don't know lester chelsea west ham then watford which is good and then spurs and then united so uh not great for him either um i mean a lot of people still have dennis he's cheap um i no, I wouldn't necessarily um, put him out there. Uh, I got rid of him recently. I think um, Broja has been good, or Broja, however you pronounce it, from Southampton. Um, he's been really good value this year. He's only 5'5". Five five. Uh, th this is who I have, um, and he's going to be an easy one that if they're playing a really tough opposition, I can put him first on my bench and it won't matter. Um, so... Uh, you could maybe look at bringing him in. Um, I Well, before he got hurt, I would say maybe Huang, uh, He Chen Huang from Wolves. Um, he's got an injury, so you may want to watch out for that. Um, Raul Jimenez, I think, um, is not a bad shout, considering they have Leeds and then Aston Villa and then Newcastle for the immediate three. Um, those are, those are, uh, not bad fixtures at all. Um, and he's only 7'6". Um, so if, again, if you have the money, maybe you want to 
be a little bit different. Uh, that's someone to go with. Other than that, I would probably think about um, picking one, maybe two guys that you're that you would be fine starting, and then maybe picking a third, um, a third forward that's just dirt cheap and that's not going to play. I mean, save the money and fun make you know use those funds elsewhere. Um, that's probably what I would consider. That's what I've done with getting leads. Um, Gel, uh, Gelhart, Gelhart, however you pronounce it, Gedhart. I don't remember exactly what his name is. Um, I could look it up, but I'm lazy. Um, yeah, I would maybe thinking about. I would maybe think about what strategy you want to go with. Um, honestly, with the forward line, do you want a heavy hitter? Do you want a cup two or three um, mid table people um, that are just kind of going to poke around and. Uh, hopefully do something um and then you can um you know or do you want to pick a a a a cheapo asset that will allow you to make upgrades elsewhere so um yeah definitely a lot to consider there um just for reference i have kane broja and uh gelhart uh gelhart whatever whatever his name is um but yeah that's what i'm that's what i'm thinking um, as far as forwards, so great question, Rary Groth. Um, obviously, Smeagol, Golem, Robert Griffith there, <clears throat> and then uh, the Bruce Matthews William Spicer Spice seven six six asks, what do you do with middle table players like Barnes, Madison, Ward, Prowse, Walker, Peters, Zaha? That's a good question. Um, I mean, a, a lot of this is going to be team specific, um, but it does seem like there are a ton of mid table players that are doing well right now uh, so you just mentioned a bunch of those players but even um Kulisevsky, um and Sako which is who who I've brought in recently um they seem to be performing um pretty well there's a ton of um yeah there's a ton of uh let me go let me pull up the player list um yeah there's a ton of uh, mid-table players, I'm thinking like 7-5 and down, um, you have a lot of players like uh, some Aston Villa assets, you've got Mason Mount, you've got Jack Grealish, you've got, um, let's see who else, you've got, uh, well, Zaha, St. Maximin, Bowen who's hurt now, you've got Madison, I think you mentioned, um, Tony Wood, Veghorst, um, Pedro Neto. Yeah, there's just like a lot of players. Now, not all of them I would necessarily bring in. Um, there's a lot of options there. Um, but I really think you can get away with um, only picking like one or two of those options. Um, I think at this point in the season, um, enough of the premiums uh, have kind of shown their worth recently. Um Whereas traditionally earlier in the in the season, I think uh, there really weren't too many premium options to go with, so we had to stack our teams with a lot of these mid table players um, who were either just really good value or there just weren't other options to go to. Um, now I think you can kind of drop some of those players, and uh, just from a macro standpoint, I would maybe um, reallocate that stuff. Um, in a different way to to make it a little bit more balanced as far as having a couple of premiums, having um, some really solid defenders, and then kind of sprinkle in those mid-table players um, from there. 
So that's probably how I would um, how I would take a look at it. Um, obviously, with these mid-table players, um, you kind of want to take into consideration all the other things I've mentioned as far as being on the beach or um, what the rest of their fixtures look like. Um, and then, of course, uh, the chips. What chips do you still have to play? Um, do you need to make sure you have a full bench so that you can bench boost? Is that Does that matter to you? Um, if so, then you maybe don't want as many premiums and you do want more of these mid-table players. Um, but I would say if I had to make a decision on them i would say i would say mid-priced um assets uh you probably don't need a ton of i think you can get away with um two or three of them um and that's that's just kind of how i feel about it so uh i hope that that is entertaining it feel, felt very dry as i was uh, as i was uh explaining all of this and going through it so it definitely feels like more of a, hopefully, an informative uh, podcast episode. Um, definitely a lot less fun without Taylor, unfortunately. But um, I do want to say he is going to be doing one of these next week. Um, so if you didn't like the way I did it, you're probably going to like the way he does it. Um, I'm looking forward to hearing what his thoughts are next week. Um, so that way I can uh, solidify my place up at the top. Um, because I know he's going to have all of the right advice to give me. Um, that's about it. I think, uh, we've, uh, gone a good amount of time, so hopefully that's helpful. If you have more questions, put them in the Discord. Um, yeah, that's it. Bye-bye!